my parents never acknowledged what I was doing and my friends never really acknowledged what I was doing because they thought it was a waste of time. I am not necessarily looking to raise a lot of money. What I'm looking to do is take the profits from certain businesses and go find other more durable or exponential sources of revenue, similar to what Warren Buffett does. I believe that gaming actually creates leaders. In your pictures, you look a little bit fat, but you're looking thin. So how this transformation has happened? Yeah, I don't know if there's any online pictures of me being fat and by the way, I don't know <laughs> Hello you awesome beautiful people hope you're having an awesome awesome amazingly awesome time in your life my name is Digital Pratik and I'm hosting today one special person whom most of you guys on the digital platforms on podcasts on the internet know his name is Eric Su Eric Su is the CEO of digital marketing agency Single Grain and Single Grain has worked with companies such as Amazon, Uber, and Salesforce to help scale the revenues using a combination of paid advertising and SEO strategies. He's also the co-founder of ClickFlow, which is SEO split testing software that allows businesses to get the most out of their organic traffic. Eric also hosts two of podcasts. Number one is Marketing School with Neil Patel, and there is a standalone podcast known as Growth Everywhere, which is a podcast where he dissects growth levers that help businesses scale. Now, I just want to take this opportunity to welcome Eric on my show. Welcome, Eric. Thanks for having me, Pratik. How are you doing this morning? Like, probably it, it might be uh, dinner time, as you mentioned. <laughs> how How is your day been? I'll see how tomorrow's going. So when I catch up to you in terms of time, but it's uh, it's evening here. It's 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 a great. It's a it's been a great day, and uh, yeah, you know, I'm glad to be here talking with you. All right, all right, Eric. So let's start uh, back in those days uh, where where I, I I have seen that you were not academically or socially successful, uh, but you you were a serious kind of high level esports and poker player. So can you can you just brief about that? How that has played an important role in your life, and obviously leveling leveling up and upgrading your life, your work, your business, anything. Yeah. So when I was maybe uh, nine, ten years old, I started playing games, and um, you know my parents never really told me much about sports or things like that. And it's not their fault; they weren't really athletic. Yeah. Um, but what I learned was that I started to excel at those games, and. You know, I, at that age, I would you know join teams. I would uh, learn how to collaborate, learn how to communicate, and these teams would have people that are much older than me. People in their thirties, people in their college, going to college, or lawyers, for example, right? So I was very fortunate to be a part of a community. Yet my parents never acknowledged what I was doing, and my friends never really acknowledged what I was doing because they thought it was a waste of time. Um, and so I felt like in real life I was isolated, but um, you know that's why I wanted to escape more to the gaming world because I felt like I was wanted there and I felt like I was doing something bigger than myself. Much like real life, you want to be doing something bigger than yourself. So when I was about 12 or 13 years old, I thought to myself, look, um, I'm actually pretty good at this gaming stuff. If, if I could just apply this to real life, I'll be fine. And um, you know, it, it took years and years of struggle, but you know, nowadays I, I know that my game is is, is business, but um, I had to kind of you know level up and go through the struggles to eventually get to to where I am. But a lot of it comes from gaming. I have to credit it. You know, a lot of the skills and habits that you might learn from sports. Same thing. I believe that gaming actually creates leaders. 
Um, and you have over three billion people in the the world that are playing games, right? Mark Zuckerberg, Elon Elon Musk, as examples. Perfect, perfect. So, uh, how how this uh, leveling up or the concept of leveling up in the gaming world has helped you in the marketing world, especially? Businesses are grown, businesses are made, but I want to just know how this has helped specifically in the marketing aspects of your business. Yeah, I mean, it's it's perfect, especially in the digital marketing world. I remember a couple of years ago, my friend was watching me, um, seeing what I do, and he was saying, Eric, this is exactly like how we were in, in high school. This is like playing a game. He came from an investment banking background, uh, you know, worked at one of the, the, the big banks, and I was like, exactly, it, it is exactly that. So when you think about all the different things you can do when it comes to marketing, what we're doing right now, you're marketing, I'm marketing, we're creating content, we're creating goodwill, right? That's marketing. If I get bored of this game, I can move to another game. Maybe, maybe you know, back in the day when I used to optimize ads, you could go in there, optimize ads, try different creatives, see which one performs better. That's a game in itself, right? Because you're testing to see which works. You're, you're trying to see psychologically how you can get people to react more to your stuff, right? Yep, yep. Um, or if you're writing email copy, your, your headline matters a lot. How do you get people to respond to that, right? Or testing, you know, reading different things to get better, networking, going to conferences, throwing your own conferences. A lot of the stuff that's happening in the world, people talk about, oh, I don't know sales, I don't know marketing, but everything is sales and marketing, yeah. right? Marketing is bringing people to the point of sale, sales is actually closing them, right? And so that's what marketing is and that's why I enjoy it so much because it's it's so multidimensional and I can jump around whenever I get bored of something. Awesome, awesome. No, that's that's wonderful concept of you uh, using that leveling up concept and so inside your marketing aspects. Uh, great. Uh, now, uh, uh, when we are talking about this marketing thing, I also heard that uh, there was a time in your company, uh, Single Green, uh, where the marketing agency uh, you had to buy uh, your two partners, and uh, the net profit was in the negative of twenty-seven k or something. I read some figures, and then you took it over. And right now, Single Green is one of the finest marketing agencies, and you are already running that. You're the CEO. So tell me more about how did you, wh what exactly did you do? Like, what was your thought process in, in taking that risk, or rather, I would say, calculated risk while that thing happened in, your, in, in the life of business and how you took it up? Yeah, so uh, by the way, there, there were four other partners, and it was uh, four Indian partners, by the way. Okay. So I was the only uh, Asian partner. <laughs> well, I guess we're all Asian, but I was the only yellow one. Yeah. So um, not that that matters, but I just think it's funny. Um, so you know, I bought the company for, uh, so I did the podcast with Neil. Neil is actually a partner in the company. I paid $2, so $1 for 10% of Neil's, another dollar for um, another partner's, and the rest were through the, 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 the company. Uh, the profits of the company with a contingency of if the company failed, I would owe nothing. Now, you, you just mentioned something. The key word is calculated bet. Yep. Now, one of the games I used to play a lot was poker. So I basically come from a gambling background. And to me, you know, poker teaches you a lot about resilience, you know, taking calculated bets, um, and also teaches you about, um, you know, how to manage your bankroll and all that. Now, to me, this was an asymmetrical risk, meaning that um, the, the bet was if I could make it work, my returns could be potentially infinite, right? Because it gives me a lot more leverage. Now, if it didn't work, if single grain didn't work out, I would not lose much because there's a contingency. If the company failed, I would owe nothing. Yep. And I would learn a lot too. The only thing I would give up is maybe a year or two of my time. So I was about 26, 27 years old at the time. So to me, I'm still in my 20s. I can still recover. And to me, it wasn't much of a risk. In fact, I was betting on myself. And so I think too many people are maybe not confident enough to bet on themselves. But when you see something that has asymmetrical upside and you see something that has 
um, potential and nobody else does, stick with your gut, right? Because you don't know awesome. how it's going to turn out. Just exactly. stick with it and just, you know, also to your point, be calculated. Calculated risk. I mean, uh, this, this is the point which I try to tell my Indian audience as well because I have a huge Indian audience rather than the global. I always tell these youngsters from India that taking risks is also necessary in the life but the calculated risks are the most vital things in your life. So I always tell this and I'm glad that uh, this, this has made a significant impact in your life too and you have taken calculated risk. Now, while you were talking and you were just putting your hands up, I could see like uh, uh, when I'm seeing you online, this is the first of a time we are seeing on a call virtually, uh, in your pictures you look a little bit fat but you're looking thin. So how this transformation has happened, I can see that uh, uh, like the fitness equipment behind you as well. Uh, so how how fitness has played a role in your life uh, in the past at least like 10 years? Were you serious about fitness and your mental regime, fitness, physical regime uh, when you were just getting started or now you have become a little bit more conscious about that? How has fitness played an important role in your business? Yeah, I don't know if there's any online pictures of me being fat. And by the way, <laughs> you know, I'm pretty conscious of that, but um, I think maybe you saw caught a bad angle or whatever. But I, I've been pretty. No, good I, I'm talking about that. I'm talking about that uh, picture on on the marketing school podcast cover. I, I don't know how, but I, uh, the face over there is a little bit like with the little bit good fat as compared to what I'm looking at right now. Really? It's, yes. Was, you should take a new picture. Since, <laughs> I've had the same habit since I took that picture, so I wasn't, <laughs> I, and I've had relatively the same weight. So I, I guess I had a bad angle there. Um, <laughs> But you know, to answer your question, yeah. Um, yeah, I do. I do hop on that bike every day. Um, you know, there's the typical cliches, right? I think the most important thing is um, thinking about what works for you. So for me, you know, optimizing my sleep the day before is very important. I'm happy to go into that. Um, fitness there, the meditation in the morning, the filling out the five minute journal, talking about gratitude, all that type of stuff that you yeah. hear. Uh, but probably the most, the more unique thing for me is is probably the, the the amount of time I spent researching on on how to optimize my my sleep. Um, but I think it is, when you think about your morning, you're starting your day, how do you get it off to a good start? What is the foundation? Um, how do you build the right habits? Because if you get those going right, then it's gonna get a, a good kickstart, right? So every day I need, I need a little bit to, to, to get going and then I'm going, right? And then okay. you have to rest again and you get going again. Because I think you realize that you know every single day is, is just a gift, yeah. right? So you wanna make the most of it and you wanna have the right operating system to perform at a very high level. Awesome, awesome. So, like when you're talking about this fitness, uh, do you focus more about like the longevity of your uh, of your body, which I think is our business when it comes to fitness, uh, and and then relate that with the marketing concept of longevity, which is the long time thing, which is looking young in the business as well, right? So, how do you how do you deal with that? Do you focus because you mentioned the sleep part, which is important in your life? Uh, like, is sleeping pattern? the same pattern since past 10 years with respect to your business or you have been like late night hustler and then coming into the early morning routine and things like that how has that been in your life yeah so when i took over the business um so 26 27 years old i i i, I by that time i had actually started to create a, a good routine because when i was about 24 25 years old i had started to read a lot about this stuff yeah. and i was like oh this is how all the high performers are it's not about exhausting yourself so to your point there's a very we're playing a long game right and the the, the 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 game of life is a game that doesn't end until the day you you die yeah basically so you want to keep playing you're going to play for the long term so you want your machine to be operating right so your machine up here your machine over here and then you can perform at a very high level um then you can create the best content you can do all these things right and when i think about business by the way 
I think about it in an unconventional way because and what I mean by that is I am not necessarily looking to raise a lot of money. What I'm looking to do is take the profits from certain businesses and go find other more durable or exponential sources of revenue, similar to what Warren Buffett does. And yeah. I'm not Warren Buffett, right? But I'm just saying it makes a lot of sense. When he bought C's Candies, he takes all the profits from that and then he reinvested in other areas that are you know, perhaps growing faster. So I think that's a nice, if you think about Warren Buffett, he is worth $85 billion. He didn't make, he made 81 or 82 billion of that after, I think it was after his uh, 50th birthday, right? <laughs> so he took a very long time to compound. Yep. And I think when we think about our health and everything, it takes a very long time, right, to keep it steady. Same thing with business, it takes a very long time to compound. And for me, I don't really care so much about short-term profits. I'm just going to continue to reinvest, reinvest, and build enterprise value for the long term. 100%. That's that's an interesting concept. And for all the listeners and the viewers, obviously, if you're watching this in the video form on YouTube's Instagrams of the world, the reason why I'm going into the fitness uh, with respect to Eric's leveling up in his life and business is a lot of people actually forget to be mentally and physically fit as well. And they don't take out time like 15 to 20 minutes is more than enough. They don't have to hit the gym every single day. They can do it home workout as well. Just 30 pushups a day can be a kickstarter for them not doing anything with respect to their fitness. That gives that overall core stability and all those things will gradually improve. But I mean, it's like one baby step at a time. If you're not able to do five pushups, at least try three. Right. So this is a great thing. And that's the reason why I wanted to jump into the fitness and the sleeping patterns. So don't worry about like waking up at 5 a.m. all the time. It's OK. In the early stages, probably you might not have that work life balance uh, of, of uh, getting up early, but work life balance you can have uh, while working late night as well. So depending upon your situation, it goes. So thank you so much, Eric, for for mentioning that part of sleep and fitness and everything. So now, uh, Eric, uh, I have I have uh, heard about that in 2012. Um, uh, you helped Treehouse from about 500 new subscribers a month to between like somewhere around 35 to 4,000. Uh, uh, could you could you talk about more about that? What was the growth hacking part, and how did you level up your game inside that particular brand? And uh, what did you do? Yeah, so the long term play with me joining Treehouse. So I, I led marketing for this online education startup, and. Um, the play there was under. I wanted to go work for a tech company. I wanted. I, I heard all the stuff about company culture and all that. I heard okay. all the stuff about the great leader, the visionary leader, and Treehouse had all of that. They just didn't have good marketing. So, I came into a situation that was not that good because um, we were actually <coughs> five months or six months away from going out of cash. Right. So the company is about to die. We had eighty people or so in the company, and the CEO pulls me aside. Keep in mind, I'm a brand new manager, and um, you know. Literally, I've never been a manager before. And he was like, you know what? Um, if you don't hit numbers this month, you know, there's 80 people's families, they're riding on your shoulders and um, we're gonna have to let you go. And to me, at that moment, I was like, okay, I can get really upset and just quit or I can figure it out. And um, my predecessor, who I, I, I replaced, he actually promoted me above him and he, he, he quit because he was pissed off. <laughs> um, so you know what, what what happened was he was running YouTube ads, and I actually reviewed his ads, and I'm like, this was working. I don't know why he stopped. It's it started to get you know better and better, but then we stopped for whatever reason. So I'm like, okay, you know, I have a gambler mentality. Uh, you know, I play poker, and if you're gonna tell me to hit numbers in a month, I gotta do it. I bet the entire company on YouTube ads, yeah. and from there we quickly shot up to 1,500 users a month, then to 2,500, then to 3,500, then all the way up to 5,000, and so. What ended up happening there was we raised our Series B. Um, the company was saved, 
and um, you know the company's still doing well today. And um, you know from there, I then I got the opportunity to to come into Single Brain because because um, Neil, my podcast co-host, had saw that I helped save Treehouse, so he's like, hey, why don't you come help save yeah. this company? And I wasn't interested initially, but um, again, I saw the asymmetrical upside. And um, you know it, it worked out in my favor long term. Awesome. Two golden nuggets, which I was thinking while you were speaking about Treehouse and your entire journey, was number one. In two, this was this was I guess this was two thousand twelve, two thousand thirteen, right? And Eric mentioned that he did YouTube ads and he betted entirely on YouTube ads. Just imagine people are trying to figure out YouTube ads in twenty twenty one, twenty twenty, twenty twenty one world, and we are going back ten years, nine years ago, and he betted. Eric betted entirely on uh, YouTube ads. So number one. try to be an early adopter by taking calculated risks so that was one of the golden nuggets which i could uh, figure out over here and number 2 when he mentioned that uh, he was the manager for the first ever time for treehouse uh, he he just took calculated risks and uh, to to mention on a funny note i am the first ever like this this is my first ever time when i'm hosting eric i also mentioned him and i hope i'm doing a little bit of good uh, part being the host of, <laughs> by hosting eric over here and for all the listeners uh, thank you so much for the thumbs up for all the listeners eric just give me a thumbs up over here so if you are listening on podcast do sc- share a screenshot while you are listening to this point on instagram story tag eric and digital pratik and let us know whether we are doing a good job or not and if you are watching that on youtube or some kind of platform do comment what are your thoughts on this particular growth hack strategy by being an early adopter on a platform and running ads not just following the organic part but taking calculated risk on the inorganic part as well so that that was great that was a great thing uh now eric i have read uh, uh this quote um from you which is every single I, i'm going to just read it every single client that we have whether it's uber or lift or trustpilot or whatever it is exactly all came from content marketing now this is something which excites me all the time because i am a guy who is who always plays with volume of content whether it is organic or inorganic and i am a disciple a virtual mentee a hardcore practitioner of the disciplines of gary v uh so and and obviously for the marketing perspective i keep on at times listening where i'm traveling i keep on listening to marketing school as well which is one of the only three or four podcasts which i tune into uh and i get golden nuggets in short period of time uh so i want to know more about content marketing especially for 2021 world because we are doing this podcast or this episode in january 2021 i want to know what is your strategy how you are looking for content marketing especially contextual content marketing for this entire year so that you can level up your business game for your life game for your clients game anything Yeah, I'll, I'll tell you what I'm focused on. So obviously, we still have our blog, which which gets a good amount of traffic. Um, Neil and I will continue to do podcast. That's in there. Um, I'm going to continue to. I'm going to put more focus on YouTube because YouTube has a lot of potential, even though people think it's very saturated. So I hadn't put too much effort on it in the last couple of years, but we're going to put um, you know significantly more. We are going to hire more video editors to chop up a lot of our yeah. YouTube content into uh, YouTube Shorts, Reels, or TikToks. um just to expand organic reach right yeah. we're just trying to get more reach and um what i would say too is we're probably going to do a free email newsletter and drive traffic to it and then promote a lot of our stuff in there because we have a lot of different things yeah. um i'm most excited about clubhouse so yeah. i i hang on in clubhouse quite a bit um you know every it's probably too much but you know could be anywhere from 2 to 4 hours a day but um you know the the relationships building those at scale 
um, it, it's been nothing short of incredible. So you know, if they say your 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 network is your net worth, yep. then you know, the Clubhouse makes all the sense. And then the final thing I'll say is, um, you know, I hang out a lot on Twitter and LinkedIn too. So it's a lot of these different ones. I think for me, you know, if, if you were to say what's the most important thing you can be doing, it's probably creating content because it helps me build relationships at scale. But it also helps me find deals or you know potential recruits as well. So there's a lot that goes into it. So I, by the way, before I jump into anything, I was actually searching for Eric's profile on Clubhouse. So if you are on Clubhouse, you can just search for Eric Sue on Clubhouse and follow him, tune in to him because I'm sure he will be uh, providing like golden nuggets in the uh, club rooms. And by the way, if you like, you can also follow me on Clubhouse. I'm also on Clubhouse. <laughs> but yeah, uh, uh, the thing which he told, like content. Uh, what I feel, Eric, is content is something wherein. I feel that in the offline world, 10 years back, if we go 10 years back when we used to go to network marketing events or digital marketing events, which used to happen very less like 10, 15 years ago. But when we used to go over there at that point in time, it used to be like we used to talk with people. We used to communicate with people before even showing our business card. And we used to show our business card only to those people whom we thought that this would be relevant. So like people are forgetting that part of showing the business card or I would say, let me rephrase, people are forgetting the part of communicating with people before showing their business card. And which is what is like your content plays an important role on the digital platforms in the 2021 world. Like if you're not putting out content, you're not trying to communicate. And then you are trying to DM people in, in, in search of new clients. And then you are showing the business card without you communicating with them. So that's a plenty of like pl plenty of uh, golden nuggets which eric has given over here and i'm blessed that i'm also on the right track i'm also like tripling down on my content in 2021 world the newsletters like the content game and everything i'm i'm, I'm so glad that probably this this has been a good part that i'm listening to marketingschool.io <laughs> uh, podcast by the way if you're not listening to Tune into marketingschool.io you can visit that link uh, you'll get to know all the platforms apple podcast spotify everything all right so uh, this this leads me to asking you uh, you mentioned that uh, you you started working with neil and neil approach uh, with respect to that single game because you uh, jumped off the treehouse thing but i really want to know how has been your relationship with neil since you met him all right how has that impacted or like for individual ones like you playing an important role in neil's life neil's important role in your life how has that been going in your life uh, with respect to the complete structure of personal lives not just business life do you meet often do you go out for dinner like talk more about that yeah i mean you know when when uh, neil moved away but i mean um you know in a, for a period of time we we're both in la so we meet all the time for dinner but in the, in the very beginning of the relationship um, you know, he he often you know made a lot of introductions for me. Um, you know, we became friends because I was very curious. I was asking him a lot of questions, um, and you know, he would present me with you know different types of opportunities and things like that. So I'm very grateful for that. But <clears throat> what happened, you know, over the years as I continued to build leverage, um, I would put opportunities in front of him. Um, so it started to be a, you know kind of a we started trading with each other, right? And um, you know, one of the examples would be um, sometimes I'll give him ideas. So. I, I remember I bought a website, and you know we we basically got the the rankings really high. We we, we acquired the rankings from that website, and um, you know the week after he ends up buying Uber Suggest. <laughs> Uber Suggest is now a very successful yes. free SEO tool that he has. But sometimes we'll just trade ideas. Or sometimes he needs you know someone that he needs to hire. I'll, I'll make an introduction, and you know vice versa. So um, it, it's a it's a very good friendship, and you know we don't see each other as competitors. 
even though we both have agencies, um, you know, we have a lot of different things going on. So, and, and then, you know, with marketing school, um, you know, we make money from the ads, you know, we have an events business that's tied to it. We have an education component that's tied to it as well. So, um, you know, we just, we'll talk to each other. Sometimes he'll randomly call me, I'll call him, we'll talk for an hour, sometimes even an hour and a half, two hours. And um, it's just a very organic relationship. Awesome, awesome. So I, I was just uh, noting down a couple of things because this was a very important conversation for me, especially not just me, the Indian audience, because people always want to know more about this Neil Patel and Eric Sue relationship because they are the marketing school. I owe the one of the finest podcasts ever on on the podcasting world right now when it comes to digital marketing. So like the number one thing when when uh, this is this for all the listeners and uh, viewers, what Eric mentioned was he used to ask questions to Neil. Uh, and he always used to keep on asking questions so that he can go, get to know more and more when he was just getting started with the relationship with uh, Neil and the business uh, thing. And then he started building leverage. So always build leverage for yourself as well and keep on sharing ideas. These are the three things which I just was noting down, uh, which leads me, Eric, to this question. You mentioned something about you earn uh, uh, through ads as well on your podcast. A lot of people keep on asking me. Uh, now, I don't do podcast sponsorships and all as of now. But people always ask me, then I tell them that, yes, there are platforms like Patreon. You, if you are a brand, you can uh, collaborate with some brand and you can do an yearly contract or something like that, which Neil Patel and Eric Su has for Marketing School. Because if you listen to marketingschool.io, you'll always hear that pre-roll in every single episode. Probably that, that comes to a one-year contract, I, I assume. But if you can throw some light on podcast sponsorships and what you are currently doing with respect to that podcast sponsor, which you have current. Uh, like I, I guess uh, that is uh, some hosting platform which you are right now promoting. So talk more yeah. about that. I'll, I'll share. I'll, I'll share some. I'll share numbers too. Um, so you know, for us, we DreamHost is the the, the yeah. sponsor we work with, and we we got lucky there because they reached out to us and we 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 worked on the deal. Said, hey, do you want to sponsor our our podcast because we do support what you do, um, and you know, we're good friends with the CEO and the, the VP of marketing as well, and. Um, Basically, that deal is, as you mentioned, it's a pre-roll. So it's like a 30-second pre-roll before we start the podcast. Um, you can reach out directly like we did and if you're looking to do sponsorships or you can use a service in the United States. You can use mid-roll. You can use AdvertiseCast. There's a lot of these different brokers yeah. that will help you. Um, and then you can obviously, if you're hosting, um, you can you can do a dynamic ad insertion, meaning you can pick the point where you want the yeah. ad inserted and you can do that. Um, so, so for us, us on the ads, ads basically, basically the an annual contract, contract we make about, about seven hundred twenty thousand dollars a year from that, that. Um, and it's just with that ad, right? And then again, we have a very good relationship with them. We we do other stuff beyond just the ads, yeah. um, but you know that's how it looks. And you know we have the ads, and that's not the only way we monetize. But like I mentioned earlier, we can monetize through our events, our education stuff. There's a lot of different ways we can do it. Yeah, yeah. I keep on listening to your. Um, uh, outro as well for the podcast I guess you have an outro where you say uh, go and visit to marketingschool.io or in between you also had that 1 million downloads and then something like event uh, growth everywhere a single grain so you always keep on uh, 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 adding up those dynamic content everywhere so now talking about the dynamic content I have been seeing that option in my hosting platform I'm currently using Buzzsprout and that has been a recent ad in the bus proud probably a couple of months ago uh, i i prefer to create pre-rolls specifically for my episode so i'm not putting up the dynamic content as uh, as of now but i would love to hear from you 
that should we go with the pre-rolls for the podcast by editing them and inserting them in advance or should we go with the dynamic content and if we are going for dynamic content when we should so that we can actually level up our game of podcasting as well um so in regards to dynamic ad insertion i think it's it's good if especially if we're considering to switch with another advertiser because um the new advertiser is going to want us to cover all our podcasts and we've done yeah. over 1600 from for marketing school yeah, yeah. so there's that but you know if you have a smaller podcast you know you don't um maybe you're doing it weekly or so maybe you do a unique one right and th- that's totally fine and i do think there's it's good to have a unique touch and apply it to the podcast that you're doing somehow whatever you're promoting apply it to the podcast I think it's helpful. I think just for for you know simplicity for for Neil and I we just do dynamic ad uh, insertion. So it's just a preference for us. Perfect, perfect. So totally depends on an individual who is doing a podcast. Perfect. Uh could you tell us which uh, podcast podcast hosting are you using currently or you have gone through a couple of series of hosting platforms and now you're using one? I I mean we use Libsyn. It's 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 okay. it's classic, but if I had to, you know, if I had to pick again today I'd probably use something like transistor.fm. So. Okay. All right, perfect. Perfect. Awesome. Uh so now I also see two languages uh, proficiency English and Chinese. Uh so like uh, can you can you tell us uh, how you say leveling up in Chinese? That's a good question. My Chinese <laughs> isn't my Mandarin isn't amazing. Um but you know they do say something in Chinese where it's like, you know, um add oil which is like, you know, get stronger or they're basically cheering you on, right? So okay. You know, jiao would be would be one, but it's it's not exactly leveling up. I don't know if there's exactly a leveling up term in term in Mandarin, but if there is, I don't know it. So. Finally, I give something Eric doesn't know. <laughs> but, but hey, I'll, I'll give you this. Exactly, like. exactly. How to master the game of life is something which Eric is coming up, uh, which is all about leveling up. Uh, we talked about leveling up on business, on life, sleeping patterns, fitness, mental. Uh, now this book is completely on leveling up, all right? And you just saw the depth or the width of the book as well. So, Eric, could you just throw some light on this leveling up book and what it is all about? Where is it available? When it is going to be available? And more about that. Yeah, I mean, you know, the, the book's coming out February twenty fourth. It should be available available on all online retailers. Um, and I will do an audio book version. I'll probably come out in June of twenty twenty one. But um, the book is fundamentally about how you know. life is all about leveling up it's an ongoing game it never ends and um gaming does create leaders and um it's about collecting power ups along the way and it's about a long term mindset um and you know whether you play games or not i think if you're into sports you're into games right if you're into video games you're into games as well um but i think it's really important to have that mindset that you know this game basically will never end and it's on you to continue to get better and to level up 1% every day Awesome awesome I'm just looking forward for this uh, audio version for uh, that particularly because I'm I'm more of an audio listener uh, rather than the book reader and I'm super excited for this book as well what else do you have like what else do you have upcoming for 2021 apart from this book which you have when it comes to leveling up your game in your life in your business Yeah I mean what's exciting is uh Neil and I were doing marketing school pro so that's uh you know we we have all the free content but we have a you know a, a paid community as well cuz we know that's what people want we're excited to bring our our live events back um other than that we we have you know a couple other things going on with with the the different software tools that we have but yeah I mean you know 2021 is all about you know scaling I think 2020 was about setting up and um who knows how the economy is going to turn out knock on yeah. wood but um you know we're going to continue to do what we do and control what we can 
Awesome, awesome. So that is all about leveling up with Eric. So thank you so much, Eric, for joining us on our podcast show or anywhere on the digital platforms, wherever you are watching or listening. Thank you so much, Eric, for joining us. And I, I, I just love this part. Thank you so much. Hey guys, thank you so much for tuning in till the end of this episode. I really appreciate your time and hope you got some value bombs from Eric and this entire episode. You can connect with Eric Su uh, on his social media channels and his websites and everything. All the links are mentioned right in the description box below this video. And uh, you can connect uh, with his book as well. You can pre-order or order his book depending upon whenever you're watching this at leveringup.com or whatever the link is mentioned below in the description box. See you around and see you in the next video.